St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleiss, welcome to the Daily Update. A little later than uh, we normally would come on at 310, uh, but of course we wanted to make sure that the, uh, the governor's briefing was carried uh, live so that you could hear that. Of course, uh, the announcement uh, in the governor's briefing uh, dealing with uh, June 1st, um, opening up um, a, a number of other uh, areas, um, in particular bars and restaurants. So when it comes to, uh, at least in this next phase, outdoor seating, and also in addition to that, uh, a number of other uh, items that was meant, were mentioned. I'll talk a little bit about that a uh, little later in the briefing, in particular the outdoor uh, dining. Uh, we have been in, uh, preparing uh, even before this announcement of uh, trying to increase that capacity. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the plans that we have at the city level uh, as it relates uh, to that um, that um, we had been put or actually been talking about for a couple of weeks um, uh, even before uh, the aspect of uh, outdoor uh, dining only uh, to just increase that capacity and help out a number of the establishments in town. So I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit, but I wanted to introduce uh, my guest today, um, the president of St. Cloud Technical and Community College, uh, Anissa Cheek, who is the president uh, and has been uh, putting a, you know, her team and her and her students uh, clearly are, as we all are, going through a lot different, uh, different way of doing uh, not only education, uh, but also when it comes to uh, graduation and it comes to a lot of other things. I'm actually wearing, wearing the colors uh, today of the St. Cloud Technical Community College. Uh, and uh, we are, we're, I'll be talking a little bit. Uh, we're also uh, in honor of today. I think today would have been uh, commencement. Uh, so we are actually tonight uh, lighting our, our water tower um, and uh, that you see coming into St. Cloud on 94 and Lincoln Plaza uh, in St. Cloud Technical and Community College colors. And we'll be doing that also um, as we tomorrow will be uh, we'll be lighting it for St. Cloud State University. I know they're going to look at a commencement in August, but they would have uh, had a commencement earlier this month. Uh, and next week we will be lighting the tower uh, in in honor of uh, Tech and Apollo um, Cathedral and St. Cloud Christian School on four of those uh, four days next week, so I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later, but in, in honor of the graduation and the commencement uh, of all of our folks. This is an important year uh, for all of them in their lives, milestones in their lives, and it's important uh, since it can't be marked as it has been in the past that we do everything we can uh, to highlight uh, that accomplishment, and we're so proud of that accomplishment. So uh, at, the, at the very least, uh, we can we can light up uh, light up what we can uh, to hopefully put a little light in their life. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, President Cheek to talk a little bit about uh, how things have been, uh, not only at St. Cloud Technical Community College uh, for uh, for her, but also for her team and for the students and kind of a little bit uh, of what's, what's to come yet this summer and uh, potentially what might happen this fall. I want to just start off by saying thank you so much to you and, and your entire team for your leadership and commitment to um, making sure that the St. Cloud region uh, remains healthy, stable, and vibrant for, for many years to come. We all really appreciate everything that you're doing each and every day. Um, in terms of what we've been experiencing at St. Cloud Technical and Community College, I really don't think it is much different than what everyone has been experiencing throughout the community, our lives. Uh, personal and professional lives have, have literally been turned inside out and upside down, and we are weathering the storm. Um, we have made lots of changes uh, over the spring term since the pandemic uh, hit um, in terms of uh, 
flipping classes, if you will, that had historically been delivered in a face-to-face format and now delivering them um, in an online format. We did that for hundreds of classes, um, literally almost at a moment's notice. And that is um, to be uh, attributed to the wonderful faculty and staff we have at the college. Um, have right now, um, as a result of one of the governor's most recent executive orders from last week, I think it was Executive Order 2052, that allowed um, students um, or instruction to resume for um, that limited number of students whom instruction was completely put on hold because it was just impossible for us to continue with their instruction due to the nature of the programs that what they were in. And so we actually resume with those classes, I believe it was just this Monday, and it's probably just about um, 150 or so students in about five or six programs from healthcare to uh, HVAC to construction, where we just had a few more hours to go for those individuals to ensure that they uh, could actually graduate um, at the end of this spring semester. And so it's going to be a little bit extended but we do expect all those students who were on track to graduate this May to actually complete successfully with their credential by sometime um, by early to mid-June. So that's a big success for us. Um, you're right in terms of commencement. It would have been today, and it, it feels really, really strange to be in my kitchen right now um, reading emails and not to be involved with commencement activities. But we are very proud of this year's graduating class. We have so much to still celebrate and be excited about. Um, And so, you know, hundreds of students, um, thousands of credentials conferred um, to many um, individuals who are going right into many of those essential fields and essential workers that we've been uh, being so thankful for over these uh, past couple of months. So when we look to fall, Um, We're doing scenario planning, which I think most colleges and schools and universities are engaged in right now. We are hoping um, that we will be able to resume classes in some sort of modified face-to-face modality for everything that we do, Um, but we are planning for, if that is not the case, um, to be able to literally kind of flip a light switch and be prepared to Uh, continue with instruction to students no matter what the modality is, which, of course, is going to be completely dependent on uh, the progression uh, or the state of the the virus at that particular time. So we're seeing students enroll for summer, which is great, which starts next next week. Um, And we're seeing students register for fall, which we're excited about as well. We're not where we want to be but we believe we are making progress in terms of encouraging students and providing um, uh, information with them that gives them reassurance that they can do it and that we will be there for them. So um, it's not all doom and gloom. It is a very distressing time for all of us, um, but we are forging a path forward. Well, I appreciate that, uh, uh, President Cheek, and uh, uh, best wishes uh, to you, your team, and uh, to the students tonight. We will have, uh, in honor of uh, what would have been commencement, 
the uh, our water tower. In fact, we when we put the water tower and put the lighting on there, we we did that in mind to be able to uh, celebrate uh, various occasions and times. So uh, tonight it'll be in the the colors of Saint Cloud Technical and Community College, and the same thing with our Lincoln Plaza uh, in honor uh, of the students um, at Saint Cloud Technical and Community College, and and we'll be doing that in honor of all. The graduates as we move forward. So I appreciate uh, the opportunity for you to, to spend some time uh, today with us. Thank you very much and uh, be well, be safe. Thank you so much, Dave. Bye-bye. And uh, as the continue the, the update, let me just make sure that we turn that uh, off. And uh, I want to make sure uh, as you, as we started earlier and as you heard from the, the governor's announcement uh, on June 1st, uh, of course, you can go to the uh, to the website uh, with a lot more of the details. The state website, if you go to mn.gov, mn.gov, uh, you'll see uh, kind of the guidelines. And you'll also see the, the aspect of uh, what that uh, executive order uh, opens up, a significant amount of, of changes taking place on the 1st of June. Uh, with that, uh, under the uh, directive that we heard, uh, at the same time you heard it, so uh, it, it was uh, new uh, to us. We knew, of course, that bars and restaurants and, uh, uh, and salons and uh, some other places that are going to be opened on the 1st, um, but uh, what's new is the aspect of uh, outdoor uh, dining uh, only in this, this first phase. Uh, we had already been working uh, diligently, actually, for, uh, for quite some time now to look at how we could, we could help uh, the bars and restaurants uh, in doing that with outdoor seating. Uh, and so we had looked at um, looking at ways that we can expand uh, what we already have available. And so we have been working uh, in the last few weeks, of course, um, with the, it being outdoor only, uh, we're going to uh, take some of those plans and be very creative in them, uh, looking at uh, the ability to expand, not only with uh, what is now currently, especially in the downtown area, which is in front of the contiguous to an individual business, but also the ability, uh, we're looking at the ability to expand beyond on that in front of businesses that may not be a bar and restaurants so if that's uh, if that is uh, um acceptable for the business that uh, that is there uh, and we're also looking at utilizing some of our parking lots in fact a parking lot directly uh on off a fifth when the corner across from the um, transit station for metro bus uh, is an open lot uh, we're looking at uh, having that lot uh, to be uh, outdoor dining for the uh, the restaurants in that area, and also potentially some of the area uh, in the what's currently now uh, called the Lady Slipper lot. So we're looking at some utilizing some of the parking lot areas, um, in particularly in those areas, to that so that we can expand that opportunity. We're also looking at the uh, some of our parking ramps where the top floor uh, could be converted into that type of outdoor dining. Uh, again, at the, uh, the it would be up to the establishments, uh, and we would work work out a plan so that the, they would have the ability for tables spacing out, of course, with the space distance and utilizing those mitigation plans that are outlined uh, by the Minnesota Department of Health. Um, but we would allow um, the ability for us to uh, to expand that capability outdoors, uh, whether that be parking lots, adjacent parking lots, and also working with our businesses that are not in downtown uh, to utilize some of the outdoor uh, ability for their parking lots uh, with a mitigation plan that I know a lot of folks have been looking at uh, at a number of restaurants. We've been contacted actually by a number of restaurants even prior to this about utilizing their own parking lots. So we're working at uh, what we can do uh, within the uh, uh, within the current uh, requirements on 
under the ordinances and state uh, statute, uh, but we're going to be uh, working with those businesses to be as flexible as we possibly can and to offer some of those uh, public areas uh, so that people can, can dine uh, in a safe way uh, but in a way that uh, allows uh, additional outdoor dining available um, in either our lots, um, potentially in, in some of the parking ramps in those top floors. Uh, and also we're looking at the possibility of uh, utilizing some, in some cases, potentially even uh, the area of, of the roads in front uh, if it's possible to do. So uh, we're looking at various options. Uh, we'll be now, now that uh, we all heard uh, that directive uh, together uh, today at three o'clock uh, uh, from the governor and the staff, uh, we will now look at uh, ways that we can uh, uh, bring some of those measures working. Of course, with those establishments, um, uh, what we do will be working con and connecting with the bars and restaurants to see what's the best way uh, to do that and the best way uh, for them uh, to be able to operate in a safe way, uh, but also protect uh, you know, public health, but also allow them to, to increase that capacity in a safe way uh, by utilizing some of the area around, whether it's sidewalk, under our current ordinance, which is allowable, uh, but also in the aspect of some of the parking lots, potentially road and ramps uh, around that area, or in a lot of cases, uh, the, the lots that uh, the establishments have themselves uh, to allow that to, to take place. So uh, we're going to be working that. We'll be putting that plan together and uh, having that in more detail um, later this week um, and uh, beginning of next week. Uh, prior to the June 1st so that uh, we have those plans in place uh, so that the bars and restaurants, working with the bars and restaurants in town uh, so that we're able to do that together and come up with a plan that is safe uh, for the community but also one that uh, allows um, uh, the full measure. And I, I know in listening to uh, the, the governor's press conference, the aspect of what was talked to uh, by the commissioner, and that is for the communities to, uh, to be creative. Uh, we've actually been uh, planning uh, for that uh, expansion of that ability. Um, and from what all of the, uh, the science and the medical folks uh, have said, uh, the outdoor is, is a good uh, place. And in, in fact, uh, a better way of, uh, uh, of having that type of dining until that next phase if you heard, uh, there, there's another aspect of that phase. But prior to that, uh, we're going to help any way we can. Uh, we are also working on some other uh, measures um, through our EDA, our Economic Development Authority, uh, to help some of those uh, restaurants and bars um, through some grants that we're looking at from DEED uh, to help, and particularly those that have been hard hit and is kind of and, have, and can help beyond uh, what they may have received uh, in some of those federal or state grants um, locally uh, through. Uh, utilizing some of those state grants uh, here locally. Uh, and we're also working on the, on the as we move forward going into the next quarter, um, some of the aspects of um, helping to, to ease some of the pressure and the burden on some of the liquor license uh, costs. Uh, we know bus businesses and bars have been hit uh, extremely hard. Um, and uh, what we can do is try to ease some of that burden. We've done that already in the downtown area, particularly with some of the uh, lifting of that uh, those parking uh, restrictions so that uh, we can ease that as that as we move in now into June 1st or actually through the month of June, uh, those permits will continue uh, to continue to the end of June uh, as we phase into the next quarter. So uh, we're going to continue to do everything we can as a city to help ease that burden. Um, and in this case, as the, as the next phase uh, takes place June 1st, uh, we'll do what we can to help um, um, uh, help a lot of those bars and restaurants that have been challenged just significantly and allow a little bit more of that uh, collaboration together we can and we can move forward um, so as um, 
um, uh, the as I mentioned earlier in the in the update, uh, and I, again I appreciate uh, uh, Anissa Cheek, uh, president of St. Cloud Technical Community College, for coming on. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more too as we get into the next week about uh, the dates uh, of the graduations and what we're going to do as a city. We're also working with. Um, you know, with the school district, I know they're putting it together a different way of doing um, graduation, and we're working with them too to see if we uh, we can highlight uh, that aspect of things. So, uh, and going over the numbers, as um, I'm asked uh, daily too, also to kind of give you, uh, you you heard the the numbers from uh, Commissioner Malcolm, um, and here locally, um, Benton, uh, Stearns, and Sherburn in Benton County, we've uh, is at 148. That's an increase over yesterday of six. In Sherburn County, 178. That's uh, an increase of 14. In Stearns County, is 1,831. That's an increase of 49 uh, from yesterday. Of course, we know those numbers are going up, uh, in particularly with a, uh, a very significant increase in testing. Uh, that only not only is that locally, but that also is statewide. Uh, and we're still monitoring uh, very closely uh, what really is the number that, the numbers that are really extreme important to us, and that is the the number of hospitalizations in ICU. Um, and as those numbers rise, uh, we're still uh, within the capacity we have, and we have the ability to increase that capacity in a 24 to 72 hour basis. Um, so we're still uh, focusing on that piece. So. Uh, as we will have another update tomorrow, every day at 310. Uh, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity and thank you so much uh, for those who are out there on the front line, our healthcare uh, folks and all the other folks that are supporting and, and uh, doing everything they can uh, to ease that, uh, to lower that, that curve and to ease the burden on folks and all of what you are doing. Thank you so much uh, for uh, what you, it's each individual um, that can really uh, impact. It's not so much uh, for, if you're, for yourself, uh, but what you can help uh, with others uh, by following those guidelines. And we uh, very gr are grateful uh, for, for folks doing that. So uh, as always, uh, stay safe, stay well, and God bless you.